It's time for Tales of Terror, only on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. It was early evening as I arrived at the meeting place. There he was, sitting on a park bench just as I was told. I scanned the area, taking note of all the pedestrians in this park. I also noticed that he wasn't alone. I sat down on the other end of the park bench. Don't you just love the fall weather? That chill of the air wind is so invigorating. And all the colourful leaves on the ground. Those leaves are colourful, but they're on the ground because they're dead. It never fails to amuse me that most people seem to forget that. I take it you're Cardinal Drake? I am. Watch command, they did tell me you'd have a morbid streak. So you're the one they chose. The legendary Pale Man. No autographs, please. Command said you could prevent an appearance of the dead that walk. I was prepared to be impressed by you. Sadly, I'm disappointed. It's my aftershave, isn't it? Really turns people off. Oh, wait. I don't wear aftershave. Maybe that's the problem. Look, we don't have time for this foolishness. I'm due back at St Paul's Cathedral. Preparations are being made to fortify it. Fortify from what? The dead that walk, of course. I've dealt with zombies before, you know. For a man of faith, you seem to have none in me. Have you not heard the latest news? And that is? I was just informed about it ten minutes ago. It's already started. A few miles away from here at the Monroeville shopping mall, and one other location that's in town. Ah, I see. Well, you know what they say. You win some, you lose some. Then a whole bunch of people die. I'm not certain that's how it goes. Whatever. Take this bracelet off me. I think not. I wasn't asking, old man. I want this off now. Do you see these people around us, enjoying an autumnal stroll? Four of them are disguised as agents from the watch. They're observing your every move. I saw them already, plus the six you have hidden with rifles. And they're all trained on me. So we're a bit of an impasse here, aren't we? I like to see it as a challenge. They told me you were cocky. Overconfident. We could discuss that if you wish. Or we can do what's in our best interest to avoid being part of zombie apocalypses. You pop off to your cathedral, I go back to Portland. Your primary mission is still in effect, Pale Man. Barbara Virgo is still out there. Find her. Kill her. The bracelet doesn't come off until you do that. What if I asked really nice? Would you take it off then? No, I bloody wouldn't. Now, if you'll excuse me, we must prepare. You're scared. You have every right to be, but I'm going to help you. You just have to trust me. I'm Hadley. What's your name? Barbara. My my name's Barbara. What's your last name, Barbara? Virgo. Uh, Barbara Virgo. Barbara Virgo. Yes. Yes, what? What does that mean? Have you traveled abroad recently? Yeah, 
Italy just got back. What does that have to do with anything? Were you in Rome? Yeah, I was. Why are you asking this? So, I guess you took the Vatican tour. Yeah, my grandma wanted me to see it. She's a Catholic, so she thought it might help get the devil out of me or whatever it was that caused me to lose my virginity last summer. I mainly did it just to shut her up, but it does have some really nice ceilings. Be quiet. I, I need to think. Hmm. So that's when they did it to you. They must have thought they were granting you a great honor, making you the instrument of Armageddon. It must have been timed release, going live once you got back home. What are you talking about? Give me your hand. Hey! What the hell? Let go of me! Hold still. Oh, hey, lady. Put the knife down, please. I need a sample of your blood. Hold still. I'm just going to prick the tip of your thumb. Get away from me, you crazy bitch! Trust me, Barbara. I'm not going to hurt you. Not much. I just need a sample of your blood. What? Oh, hell no. You get the hell away from me, you crazy-ass woman. Get that knife. Ow! Damn it! Damn it! No, get my hand out of your mouth or I swear I'll punch my way through your throat. You, what are you trying to eat me like those crazy ass freaks out there? Hmm. Mm. No, I'm not trying to eat you. I'm not a zombie. A zombie? <laughs> Man, I don't know what's more freaky about you, lady. The fact that you sucked my blood like a freaking vampire or the fact that you spit it out right afterwards. What, do I not have enough salt? You need a little paprika or something? There's only one thing more freaky. <sighs> what? I have just confirmed that you are, in fact, THE Barbara Virgo. Okay, well, thanks for the help, you crazy-ass white woman. If you don't mind, I'm leaving this joint. You will do no such thing. Hiding is safer than running. You sound like you've done this before. That experience is to your advantage. Here's the hard truth. Those people were attacked by zombies. Zombies. Uh, sure. Walking dead people. I know it's Halloween and all, but zombies? What next? Dracula? Frankenstein? The Wolfman? Hey, anything's possible. But they're zombies. That's a fact. They eat human flesh. You saw them do it. Can I make it any more simple for you? Uh, how about explaining yourself, Miss Bruce Lee? I mean, you look like a tiny white woman, but then you get all kung fu on everybody's ass, slashing at all these monsters with knives. Do you always carry a knife, by the way? I do. Again, it's to your advantage. We don't know how long we're going to be here. I'm going out to get us some food and blankets. Let me go with you. No, Barbara, you have to stay here. It's very important that you stay here. Do you understand? You, you can't leave until I find a way to get you away safely. From the zombies? The zombies aren't the only danger here. You need to be kept hidden because there are some people who aren't zombies who are looking for you. I'm pretty sure they're trying to kill you. But there are others who are trying to see to it that you're not killed. And... Which one are you? If I were intent on killing you, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. You're a very strange woman, Hadley. A total freakazoid. You should mind your manners, young lady. I've killed people for lesser insults. Screw you, lady! 
You're only like, what, three, four years older than me and that automatically makes you in charge? Screw that! Do you want to live? What the hell kind of question is that? Yes or no, do you want to live? Because if it's no, I'm just going to hit the orange Julius and get out of here. Well, yes, I want to live. Then do exactly what I say, Barbara. To the letter. Why? There are at least two organizations that I know of that are involved in this. And there might be more than those two. I'm guessing I'm not the only independent individual involved in this. You've gotten the attention of some very powerful people. But why? I'm a 16-year-old kid who hasn't even graduated high school yet. Why would they want me? It's complicated. Have you ever heard of Typhoid Mary? The punk band? I've got tickets for their show on New Year's Eve. No, not the band. Listen, sweetie, you should know two things. You didn't choose this. It's not your fault. What? Lock this door behind me. Don't open it for anyone but me. Yeah, okay. Uh, Hadley. What? This is all so confusing. The world is going to hell in a handbasket, and apparently I have some part in it. I don't understand what's going on, but the one thing that does seem to make sense is that you're fighting against the monsters. So thank you for protecting me from them. Sadly, you have it backwards. You see, I'm protecting them from you. From me? I'll explain later. Lock the door behind me. You need to take this very seriously. I am the only thing between you and them. Make no mistake. They're coming to get me, Barbara. I wasn't going to enter the Monroeville Mall through the glass doors of the public entrance. Too many zombies, they'd just get in the way. So in through the roof, over some steel beams, lift the ceiling tile and... Ah, Not my most graceful entrance. One never realizes how bright a retail shop is unless one is walking through such an establishment with the lights turned off. There were no windows and it was very dark. Light still came in from the entrance where the rest of the mall still had power, but only enough to fill the space with shadows. Why were the lights turned off? Why was the security gate down? Were the employees so dedicated to their company that they took the time to close shop before fleeing the invading zombies? I didn't see any dead bodies in the store, so who knows? With the lights out and the gate down, it helped to conceal me, so I wasn't complaining. This shop was at one end of the mall. Most of the zombies congregated toward the center, where the splashing fountains and the brightest lights were. Sound and movement drew them. There were only a few stragglers on this side of the mall. I noticed something unusual about the store fixtures in this shop. One mannequin, to be exact. It wasn't in the front display window. It was a few steps into the store and centered right in the aisle. It was placed where someone would notice it. 
It was also unusual because it wasn't displaying any clothing. Odd to see a mannequin on a sales floor without any merchandise on it. Anyone would briefly mistake it for a naked woman. As I walked closer to it, it became obvious that the mannequin was shorter, designed to show off the latest fashion for small women. And then there was the petites sign hanging from the ceiling nearby. Hmm. Yes, petite. Like her. She must have liked the outfit, so she took it. My suspicions were confirmed when I saw the t-shirt and jeans that were dropped to the floor in an unglamorous pile near the mannequin. There was no effort to conceal them. I picked them up, small, childlike in size. Yes. They were once worn by a small woman. Both that t-shirt and jeans were bloodstained, but there weren't any indications of bullet holes or stabbing. The cloth was torn and stretched out in places, but otherwise intact so she did a quick change but turned off the lights and locked the gate first to hide from the zombies. Very good, Hadley. You're here somewhere in this mall. I imagine Patient Zero is with you. You wouldn't be so careless as to leave your blood-stained clothes behind near something as obvious as an unclothed petite mannequin. No. This is a message. To me? Perhaps it's a warning that I'm getting too close. Perhaps she knows I'm on the trail of Barbara Virgo. As a tactical matter, staying in the mall rather than leaving was an obvious decision you made. You stayed on purpose. Anyone who wished to get to Patient Zero not only had to get past you, they first had to get past a horde of the dead. It was unlikely that any humans would get anywhere near Patient Zero. Good, Hadley. Very good indeed. So far, all is going as planned. Open the door, Barbara. Hang on. <laughs> Started thinking you were coming back. <laughs> Sorry saw this really great outfit I wanted to try on. Wait, you left to go shopping? Are you serious? It was a really nice outfit, and I don't get to do a lot of shopping most days. Also made a quick call to Bobby Crockett to come pick us up. Who's Bobby Crockett? Old friend of mine. He's like me. So he's a kung fu vampire? Yes, ride a Harley. Here, I got you something to eat. Found some chips and... No, thanks. I would like some water, though, if you got it. Uh, no. Got some pop, though. Yeah, that'll work. Especially if it's something like a Sprite. Here you go. You alright? You don't look so hot. Not sure. Stomach's in knots. Feel a little lightheaded. It's probably just stress. Not like you run into this sort of thing every day. Reminds me of that film, you know? The one that came out a few years ago, where all the people are trapped in a farmhouse surrounded by zombies? Oh, yeah. I heard they turned that into a movie. Probably do the same thing with what's happening now. Huh? What are you talking about? Oh, nothing. Really. Uh, listen. I've been thinking about your situation. The one about being a carrier of a bug that turns people into zombies? Yeah. It does tend to stay in the forefront of my thoughts. 
Just realize I've inadvertently killed everyone I've run across today. Except you so far. And I think that's where our solution lies. How is me not killing you the answer? I don't seem to be affected because I'm a vampire. So I got to thinking. If I turn you into a vampire, it'll probably stop the infection. You won't be a carrier anymore and everyone will be safe. But... I'll be dead. I'll be an evil vampire. Vampires are no more evil than a great white shark or a grizzly bear, Barbara. We're efficient killers, but not evil. I admit there are those who go way over the top, dress in black and spout off about being a child of the nights. But when you get right down to it, it's all bullshit. I like to think of vampires as just the next step in evolution. I suppose, but... I had, I had all these dreams, you know? After I graduated, I was gonna move to L.A. Be a badass actress like Pam Greer. If I'm a vampire, that... kind of ruins everything. Doesn't it? Not really. Yes, you have to make adjustments, but everyone has to adjust here and there in life anyway. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, so... If I decide to do this, and that's a big if, what would you need to do? Well, I'd have to bite you. It's the only way to transfer the venom into your body. Wait, venom? Like a snake or something? Yes. I won't lie to you, it's a very painful transformation. But once it's over, you'll see the world in a whole different light, and I'll be there to share it with you. I'll show you everything you need to know about being a vampire. Really? You're not just saying that. Yeah, we'd be like best friends and all that. In a lot of ways, I'd be your mother. Because you're the one who turned me. Exactly. Can you give me some time to think about it? This morning, the biggest decision I was going to have to make was whether or not I wanted to be an angel or catwoman at the Halloween party tomorrow night. Now I have to decide whether or not I'm willing to spend eternity as a vampire in order to maybe, hopefully, save humanity from a zombie virus. It is a lot to take on in a short time. I'll tell you what, you think on it for a spell, I'm going to pop out for a minute. I saw these really nice shoes that I want to grab. Over here, I might as well get them. Sure, go ahead. I'll be back soon. And, Barbara, relax. You'll find being a vampire is a good thing. It's a privilege. One not everyone gets to experience. I make no promises, but I'll think about it. Good girl. I'll be right back. It wasn't easy getting into or out of the mall. Doable, yes, but I had to be cautious to evade the living dead. Assess the situation inside, then get out. Finding patient zero was a priority, but containing and putting down the zombies was also an issue. There'd be no way to do that without being messy about it. Firepower and violence were called for. In a brief phone call, Frankie Fontaine confirmed that he'd contacted a local area motorcycle club and they would take the job. 
The shopping mall was open to be looted, lots of items to be taken and sold on the black market. The only thing in the way was a few zombies. I didn't get specific just how many a few were, and Frankie didn't press me on the issue. We both assumed that the biker club could deal with It was my hope that they could actually end all of this. Observed as the bikers rode in to collect their bounty. No mall security, no police, nothing to get in their way. Well, except the zombies, of course. Initially, they displayed the violence and brutality needed to protect themselves from the flesh eaters. In spite of the advantage of having guns and various weapons, the zombies' numbers proved superior. The bikers soon found themselves overwhelmed. ended with the zombies feasting upon the flesh of the bikers. A short time later, what remained of the bikers rose to join the ranks of the zombie horde. With that, any hope I had of a quick fix to end this disaster had been dashed. My off-the-record method of dealing with the zombies didn't work. Something more official was going to be needed. I made a call to Malachi. I'm not the only one going about on the roof for a bit of fresh air. All those walking corpses, the mall is getting a bit stinky. I do admit the dead have certain hygiene problems, what with the rotting and all. I was wondering when you'd show up. Hadley Price. Tinkerbell with fangs. Really, Byron? It's been a good ten years since we last seen each other, and the first thing you tell me is a joke? Been a busy day. Things aren't going as planned. It is the best I could do on a moment's notice. Nice save. You don't get to die today. Not by my hand, anyway. We'll see who dies. The day isn't over yet. What do you have there? Brass knuckles. I didn't have any in my collection of weapons. Now I do. Got it off one of the bikers who stormed them all. I had hoped that they would bring the zombies under control, but sloppy, undisciplined, and obviously drunk. That was their downfall. They're all zombies now themselves. Indeed. You look oddly well-groomed for a woman in the middle of a zombie siege. This is my first outing with zombies where I have access to several retail fashion outlets. I took full advantage of that. I've changed several times. Check out these new shoes. I'll have to send the gap a check when this is all over. They're the only store in the mall that has a petite section with clothes that don't make me look like a ten-year-old girl. No one would mistake you for a ten-year-old girl, my dear Hadley. 
another compliment. Keep them coming. Maybe some decade you'll make up for that Tinkerbell crack. Care for an orange Julius? They left the machine on when those employees fled. And why didn't you flee them all, Hadley? Why stay? I am imagining for the same reason that you didn't stay away from them all. Nice bracelet on your wrist. Compliments of the watch? Yes, part of their new fashion line. Sadly, I can't get the damn thing off. Are you working for them now? More of a temporary alliance. There's more going on here than just a zombie attack in a mall. As if a zombie attack in a mall isn't enough? There's one detail we do need to go into. What's that? Barbara Virgo. Patient Zero. The vanguard of the Order's evil plan. Where is she? So far, the zombies have been sighted here in one other location across town. Local SWAT teams managed to take control there, but here, the zombies rule. She must have spent most of her day here when it all hit the fan. Yes, I've seen her. I know, it's the reason you stayed. Where is she, Hadley? I need to confirm that she's dead. Her body has to be destroyed before things get worse. You have her here somewhere alive, so just tell me where she is and I'll take care of it. Be honest, Byron. If the Watch didn't send you after her, would you still be hot on her trail? This isn't about her or saving the humans. There's something else going on here. This is about you saving your own damn skin. I don't have time for semantics, Hadley. Where is she? The truck's coming this way. I'm guessing they're your pals from the Watch. The Watch has sent a detachment to deal with the dead. The one good thing in all of this is that the Order has not perfected a running zombie. At least, I haven't seen any. They're slow and clumsy. The Watch should be able to dispatch them with minimal effort. A running zombie is a human myth, something they made up. Humans created these zombies. Don't put it past them. In some future time, they'll create ones that can run. Right along with vampires that sparkle in sunlight. (laughs) Yeah, right. Sparkling. That's a real vampire survival advantage. Remind me to tell you about this group up in Forks, Washington sometime, but it doesn't address today's issue. Patient Zero, where is she? I agree we need to end this. We need to discuss the fate of Barbara Virgo. I'll take you to her, but first things first, you have to promise me you're not going to kill her. Hadley. Promise me or we're not going anywhere. Very well, you have my word. I shall not harm her by my hand. The retail sales floor only covers about two-thirds of the floor space in the mall. Behind the glamour of the marketplace, there were back rooms that serve as office space, stock rooms, and various other operational and utilities functions that the public never sees. Every store, large or small, is connected by a labyrinth of hallways, catwalks, and crawl spaces behind the scenes. One could travel across the entire length of the mall and do it in those hallways and rafters and never have to go in the public space. If someone were to play hide-and-seek, it would take days, maybe weeks to find them in a place like this. This, of course, was to my advantage. I stayed well away from the public space where the zombies dominated, to hide Barbara Virgo. I led Byron down a hallway, past several doors on either side, and stopped at one. Remember... You promised you're not going to hurt her. Have I ever given you reason not to trust me? Byron! I gave you my word. I won't hurt her. 
Barbara, it's Hadley. I'm coming in. I walked in first, followed by Byron. We saw Barbara Virgo lying on the ground on her side. I knelt by her side. Barbara, are you okay? I'm not... not feeling so good. I started feeling worse right after you left. It's starting sooner than I thought. We don't have much time. What are you talking about? She's not turning into a zombie, is she? No, what's happening to her is far worse than becoming a zombie. Byron knelt by Barbara's side and gently rolled her onto her back. Her face was covered by a thin sheen of sweat. Her breath was becoming quite labored. It won't be long now. I hate leaving things till the last minute. Talk to me, Byron. What's happening to her? Phase two. And what's phase two? Oh, you can be truly naive at times, Hadley. Did you really think the Order would be content just wiping away humanity? Their goals are far loftier than that. Just how lofty are we talking here? Byron looked at me. His eyes looked over me with dark grimness. Then slowly he pointed down to my arms. I looked where he pointed. What I saw genuinely scared me. Since becoming a vampire, my skin had become somewhat translucent. Pale. Not as pale as Byron was, but pasty all the same. Now, however... Now my skin had a grayish tone to its coloring. It was spreading upward, growing darker by the second. My hair was also starting to fall out. Long, red strands started falling to the floor in a small pile. (sighs) What's happening to me? You're rotting at an accelerating rate. Probably a side effect from being in close proximity to patient zero. This is phase two. The disease that created the zombies in humans now mutates to affect other species, such as... Vampires. Am... am I dying? Well, when you become a vampire, you aren't technically alive anymore. Kind of like zombies aren't alive, or ghouls when I think about it. And there are those wheels of undead cheese. People should really avoid them at all costs. Still, they go nice with some wine. Anyway, here, drink this. Byron pulled a cup of tea from his jacket. It sat on a china saucer and was still steaming with warmth. My arms felt like lead weights as I took it from him. How did you not spill this in your coat? Your grace. I suggest you drink it soon. You don't have a whole lot of time. I lifted the cup to my lips. It held a sweet flavor I'd not encountered before. I felt its warmth race through my body as I drank it down. When I was finished, I set the cup back down on the saucer. I noticed the gray tint to my skin started to fade away, back to my normal pale tones. What was in the tea? Oh, a little of this, a little of that, something I've been saving for a rainy day. It might take a while for your hair to grow back, but don't worry, you'll be fine. Do you have any more of it? No, that was the last of it, I'm afraid. Feel grateful I gave it to you. If I'd given it to Barbara, it would have cured her. So, you saved me instead. Why? Couldn't afford to let you die. I'm going to have need of you in the future. Byron turned back and looked down at Barbara. She had fallen into an unconscious state. For a moment, I feared she had died. But then I noticed she was still breathing. There has to be something we can do to save her. If I turn her into a vampire... It changes nothing. You've seen what this infection does. It'll just keep mutating and she'll carry it with her everywhere she goes. In time, she'll infect everything on this planet. So what do we do to save her? You must have some idea to help her. There is. Before I could say or do anything, 
I watched Byron as he reached down and snapped Barbara's neck. She died instantly. A moment later, a bracelet that was around Byron's wrist snapped off of him and fell to the floor. Well, at least that's come off now. You killed her. But you promised me... I had no choice. If she'd lived, all life on this world would have ended. I watched Byron pick up the bracelet and snap it around Barbara's dead wrist. There was a brilliant flash of white light that emanated from A moment later, all that was left of Barbara Virgo was a small pile of ash on the floor. Byron stood up. It's over. The watch troops will deal with the last of the zombies and everything will go back to normal. Or at least what passes for normal around here. You said you wouldn't harm her, Byron. You gave me your word. I know. I lied. I do that sometimes. You said you wouldn't hurt her! And what would you have had me do? Something. Anything. You were the goddamn pale man. You pull rabbits out of your hat all the damn time when it suits you. You could have done something to save Barbara. Hadley, you have to understand that Barbara was dead the moment the Order infected her. There was no cure for this. The Order saw to that. They spent years perfecting this infection. All to bring about the end of the world. Exactly. But there should have been something we could have done. I admire you at times. You still think if you do the right thing, act the right way, then good prevails over evil. But the sad truth is, sometimes for good to prevail, you have to make the hard choice. You did your part in this. You found Patient Zero, just as I knew you would. The Watch, for their part, is stopping the zombies in this mall now. They'll never be able to spread the infection in them anywhere else, and me... I did what I had to do. What I had no choice but to do. Killing Barbara. Stopping the infection. Yes. Your world is such a dark place, Byron. The choices you have to make. How do you live with yourself? The pale man didn't answer me. He only looked at me with his cold gaze. Then he turned and started walking away. I stood and followed him. We moved through the back office space of the mall, eventually moving up an enclosed staircase. This led to a series of small rooms underneath the mall helipad. We climbed a ladder that led down into the pre-dawn parking lot. It was Halloween. Wiccans and various pagan sects around the world were planning holiday celebrations. There was a time I may have attended such festive gatherings myself, but now... How do you live with yourself? Adley's words kept coming back to my thoughts. How do you live with yourself? For some reason the question bothered me. It bothered me a great deal. Looks like the watch is cleaning up the rest of the zombies. Yes, they're very good at that sort of thing. So, what are you going to do now? Now? Now I go home. Christmas is not far off and I have to prepare for Nicholas's annual visit. Who's Nicholas? Not important. I don't think you'd believe me if I told you. What about you? Got a friend coming by. Should be here soon. Good. Just so you know, it's not easy. Not easy? What's not easy? 
You ask me how I live with myself. The choices I have to make. It's not easy. It never is. I never take pleasure from the actions I take. So why do it? Why live that kind of life? Tonight, the most important thing to you was saving that girl's life. Her name was Barbara. Yes, Barbara. To you, saving her was more important than stopping the walking dead. I admire that, but I see things in a different light, Hadley. Stopping the zombies was more important than saving Barbara. The so-called bigger picture. Yes. If the girl had lived... Barbara. If Barbara had lived, the world itself would have been at peril. Don't you see that? Byron, you can't justify your actions to me. I understand them, but I don't agree with them. The moment we lose our compassion for other beings, whether they be vampires, witches, werewolves, or whatever the hell you are, that's the moment we lose our souls. When we become monsters. And what of the zombies you killed tonight? That's just it. I didn't kill them. They were never alive. Just walking cadavers animated by an infection that wanted to spread itself. Removing them kept that from happening. In many ways, that's how I saw the girl. Barbara. Hadley, I'm warning you. Do not say that name again. Or you'll do what? Kill me too? I don't know if the situation between Hadley and myself would have escalated any further. For it was then that a man on a motorcycle appeared. A biker, someone straight out of Frankie Fontaine's Rolling Stone Altamont concert. He was facing us, so I couldn't see his back to know what his colours were. Hadley went to him and gave him a brief kiss on the cheek. She looked like a child in contrast to the sizable bulk of the man. It wasn't apparent if that kiss was just between friends or something more. He didn't look like the kind of man Hadley would associate with. Hey, Bobby. Hey, cutie. You okay? You look pissed. It's nothing. Just want to get out of here. I got an extra flask if you need a quick nip. Kind of you to offer. My flask is depleted. Nip will tide me over until... Until we can get you something better. So that's him. The one they call the Pale Man. Yes. Byron, this is the vampire Bobby Crockett. Bobby, that's Byron. I've heard that the watch had your cojones nailed down for a while. Don't, Bobby. Not with him. He's a lot more dangerous than he looks. Hey, no disrespect intended. You got away from him. Good for you. They say you're really smart. You know a lot of stuff. So answer a question for me. How is this whole zombies at the mall thing going to be covered up? How do we keep that secret from the humans? The watch will take care of it. They always do. The frozen flames probably put a spin on it right now. Yeah? Yeah. You really think the humans are that stupid? That they'll forget a whole shitload of zombies hit this mall? Does it really matter? (laughs) Nah, I guess not. You ready to go, Hadley? Yes. Let's get out of here. Happy Halloween, Byron. I watch the bike as it races off into the dark. That would be the last I would see Hadley for a while. The next time would be during a zombie outbreak in Florida in 1985, but as Jack London would say, that's another story. I considered making contact with the watch agents in the mall, see how the mopping up operation was going, but I dismissed it. Truth be told, I just wanted to get away from here as well. I had to be honest with myself. Hadley was right. 
When we lose our compassion of other living things, we become monsters ourselves. We lose our souls. Made me wonder just how long ago I crossed that line, when I lost my soul. When I became the monster I am today. Listening to the Byron Chronicles and Tales of the Vampire Hadley Price Halloween Special, The Dawn of 78, Part 2, Halloween of the Dead, written by Eric L. Busby and Warren Onifer. Featured in the cast were David Alt as Byron, Natalie Van Sistine as Hadley Price, Mindy Rast Keenan as Barbara Virgo, Mark Kalita as Bobby Crockett, Peter Walsh as Cardinal Drake. Music by Kevin McLeod, Adrian Von Ziegler, and Maddie Capelli. Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. Script edited by Rick Myers. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. I'm Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Copyright 2016. There are a number of things that we can all do to help stop the spread of the coronavirus and protect ourselves and our families. One is simply to clean your hands often. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing. If you don't have access to soap and water, then make sure you use a hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. And finally, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. These are some simple things that we can all do to help protect ourselves and our families from the spread of coronavirus. Be well, everybody. <laughs>